0: All right, so if I'm going to talk about faith, I'm I obviously going to talk about Hebrews 11. And it's kind of funny that I just kept hearing this morning, "faith, faith, faith, faith," and he talked out of Hebrews and things like that. So go ahead and flip over to uh, Hebrews 11. You're going to start in in verse one there, and I'm actually I'm going to read down to verse seven. <coughs> All right, Hebrews one or Hebrews eleven one. It says, "Faith is the confidence that we hope for, we actually or will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Through their faith, the faith, the people in the days of old earned a good repertoire. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, and that we now see did not or." that what we now see did not come from anything that we can be see. It was by faith Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man and he showed or he and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that His reward rewards th- he rewards those who seek him. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God, who warned him about things that had never happened before. But his his faith, Noah, commanded the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. So faith, obviously, is a very impor- important word in the Bible. They committed a whole chapter to it. And it's in my life, there's just so, and there's so many different things I could tell you. I could just ramble on about my whole life, which I love doing, but we'll get to that. But, um, the first point is faith is where promises and works of God are made real to his redeemed. Okay. Um, in different places, all in the Bible in Ephesians two, eight and nine, it says we are saved by faith. Okay. In Romans one 17, it says we live by faith. Um, Romans four thirteen it says we receive righteousness by faith. Um, continuing in Romans one and two it says we are justified in Christ by faith and we have access to God's grace by faith. That's really important to grasp. There is that you have access to God's grace by faith. No matter what you have going on in your life, no matter anything like that, no matter what you did yesterday, what you did this morning, whatever you did, anything, there's something flashing back there, which is really, I, I'm sorry, I'm ADD. Um, <laughs> um, and it doesn't matter what you did, you can receive faith through his grace, amen? Okay, uh, in 2 Corinthians one twenty four, it says, we stand firm in our belief by faith in Galatians 3.14, it says, we receive the promise of faith, or we receive the promise of the Spirit by faith. In 1 Timothy, it says, we do God's work by faith. Um, and in Galatians 5.5, 5, it says, we wait for the return of Christ by faith. So f- faith is vital to the Christian. Okay, To to us, it's it's a vital piece of our is is a vital piece of what we are, is what we're created to do, okay? So what is faith, okay? The second point is, um, faith is an unquestionably belief that does not require proof or evidence, okay? Faith is an unquestioning belief that does not require proof or evidence. Um, And I got that out of Webster's Dictionary, actually. And um, even though... It says we don't need evidence to have faith. Uh, As Christians, we do, right? We we have the Bible. It's 66 different books, okay, written by more than 40 authors. You go to a library, find me 66 books about the same thing written by at least 40 different authors and tell me they don't contradict each other, okay? It's probably not going to happen. I know someone might try to challenge me because you're that type of person that wants to go do that. Go for it. Come show me. I don't think it's going to happen. That's me personally, but it's, we have the closest thing that we have, um, the definition of faith is in Hebrews 11 and the literal Greek of Hebrews, it says, now faith is the reality of things being hoped for the proof of things not being seen. Okay. And it's good to make sure that you go look at other scripture or other versions of, of the Bible. So you can like kind of look at each other and, and see w- comparable to the other one, what is different and things like that. Cause sometimes in English, it, it, things get lost in translation. I mean, that's, that's a given no matter what things get lost. It happens. But an important point is that, um, faith is only as good as the object that you place it in. Okay. Um, you can have all the faith in the world and someone false, it won't help you. How does that affect our lives? Okay, me growing up, I grew up Catholic, uh, which is kind of funny that I'm a preacher in open Bible churches, but hey, weirder things have happened. Um, So I grew up Catholic. I knew all about God. I knew who he was. I, I could recite all kinds of stuff and things like that, but I didn't really understand that you could have like a personal relationship with him, which was like, wow, that's cool. Um, And it wasn't until I was around seventh or eighth grade that a friend invited me to an open Bible church. So you can thank my friend, Stephanie Christman, who invited me to an open Bible church um, over on Valley Street called Calvary Open Bible. Um, So, and that's where I attended youth group. That's where I got saved and all these things. And anybody that knows me knows that family means everything to me. Um, Family is why I, I live I live for family That's probably why I adopt all these little kids That my friends are having babies And they call me Aunt Rev And all that cool stuff But my real family means everything to me I know now I know at this point in my life That no matter what someone says I know my family will be saved one day They're not saved yet but I know that one day they'll know God the way that I know God because I believe in faith that God will make those things happen because he spoke it to me. It's in his word, okay? I went searching for it in Acts sixteen thirty one. It says, he who believes in the Lord will be saved them and their household, okay? I believe that wholeheartedly, but there wasn't always a time where I believed that. There was a time of mourning and a time of grief and a time of things that I had to go through that I didn't really understand why those things were happening. When I felt like I was really following God, I followed after what he had for my life. I I committed my life to him and and serving others and things like that. And then my parents, after being married 25 years, um, decided to get a divorce. Um, They were over $91,000 in credit card debts and other debts, and they weren't paying the mortgage on the house Um, just some things that happen. Okay. People, people go through things and things like that. I'm not saying these things to, Oh, feel sorry for Jen. I don't feel sorry for me. Okay. I, I have overcome things because of God's grace and God's faithfulness in my life. It's not about me. Um, but those things happened and, and it was, it was, it was really hard. Um, and, um, for anyone that has gone through divorce in in their family or gone through things like that, it doesn't matter if you're young or if you're old, it still wrecks you. Like it hurts. Okay. Um, And I, it took me a while to understand, you know, why is this happening? God, I'm following what you have planned for my life. I'm um, going away to ministry school um, here in the fall. I'm doing all these things that you've asked me to do. And this happens. How is this going to make my family get closer to God? You're I mean, this is, this is happening. And I had to understand that, you know, stuff happens. Okay. There's free will. There's different things that happen in life. And, um, God doesn't cause chaos and God doesn't cause confusion. He doesn't cause hurt or pain. And so I had to realize that wasn't him causing pain. And I had to realize that he actually was like, I'm, I'm going to do something greater for this. You don't know what's to come. Just trust me. And I always go back to Isaiah and it's saying um, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And that's how, uh, something I had to cling on to. His thoughts are higher than anything I can think of. I can think of all these great things I want to do in Dayton and all these great things I want to do in this city and all these things. But he even has a greater plan than what I can even imagine or dream of. So I have to remember that. And so that's, that's where I led up to that point. So, um, what, how does faith affect our lives? Okay. Um, you get in the car and you drive by faith. Okay. You, you don't know, um, if you're going to make it somewhere to your destination alive or not, but you go, right. Um, you, you eat food by faith basically. And these are things that I took for granted too, didn't even think of, but it's grown by strangers. You don't know them, but you eat it. You, you believe that it's good for you. or I mean, it's not good for you, but it's good. <laughs> I'll be the first one to admit, I love to eat, okay? I love it. Anyways, um, you have faith that doctors you see are competent, okay? You have that ability to go see doctors here, okay? Um, I'm a firm believer. God can heal. He's not a um, healer of long ago. He's a healer of now and today, but we have access to doctors that will give us medicines that will make us feel better. Amen to that, because I appreciate it, because when I had a roof fall on my head, and I didn't want to feel the pain, I got some drugs, and I felt a lot better. I mean, it's honest, okay? Just, yeah. If you want to see me on direct, ask Tina, because when I had my eye thing, I I guess I woke up every so often. Oh, yeah, I had uh, antifreeze shoot up in my eye. I had a lot of weird things happen to me. Please don't hang out with me because you may have something weird happen to you. <laughs> just kidding. But when I was there, I was just like, every so often, I guess I'd wake up and I'd go, Jesus, 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 and fall back asleep. It's, it's a fun time. Anyways, but you have faith that doctors are competent in what they're doing, okay? If you didn't have faith and you didn't trust others, you wouldn't be able to drive, eat, or get help in times of sickness, okay? Your life would be very difficult. If you didn't depend on some people that you could trust, that you could trust in, um, your life would be really difficult. And that's where I was at for a while. I, I didn't trust anyone. I didn't want to trust anyone. I was the type of person, I still am, and I'm, I work on that daily that I don't care about feelings first. Let's get the job done, and then I'll go ask... I apologize to them. And I'm a lot better at that. You should have seen me a long time ago, so. But um, I didn't trust anyone. I, I would hold people, at a distance. If you were there, cool. If you weren't, not a big deal. I'm still gonna get the job done because that's, that's how I was raised. The job needed done. You need to get it done. And that's how my parents raised me to be a strong person, okay? And I was looking at that all wrong And when I was thinking like, oh, I don't wanna burden someone else with my issues or with my things, I, I need to do it all myself. That's not right because there's people in your life that want to help you, that want to carry things for you and, and help you along the way. Not like take over your burdens, but just help you fight a f- battle, okay? Because you can't do it on your own. Okay, You're, You'll die, I'm sorry. You will die fighting. It, it, you need people in your life. You need that close person or that close family member or whoever it is to be in your life to help you along the way. You need that sounding board. I have people all in my life that when I could just be like, hey, yo, I need some encouragement. And they're right there to encourage me. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful God put, placed a lot of really awesome women in my life that have helped me through different things. But you wouldn't be able to do anything. So let's look at this chapter a little in depth here in, in the verses that I read. So in Hebrews 4, it says, By faith... Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man. When God spoke well of his offerings, and by faith, he still speaks even though he is dead. We don't know many details about Abel's faith, okay? We, but we know that his faith caused him to worship God. In that situation, we know that, and he he picked the best of his flock to sacrifice to God. Um, in Genesis four four, it says, "And Abel brought the firstlings of his flock and their fat portions, and the Lord has regarded has regard for Abel and his offering. He brought it to a place." Of sacrifice, it was natural for Abel's faith in God to manifest itself in a blood sacrifice. Um, it it was natural for Abel to worship God, and I'm I'm going to step on some toes, so I'll ask maybe for for I know I'm not going to ask forgiveness, um, but there's something wrong with Christians who don't worship. I, I don't understand it. I I seriously don't. It, It's either you aren't letting God take full control of your life, and I will be one of the first people to admit, I was at that point one time where there might have been that, but there's something wrong with someone that doesn't worship your creator because think of all the things he has done for you, okay? You may have the crappiest life, like so many things. You may be one of those people that are negative Nancy or doubting Thomas, whatever, and so many different things, but you need to find the joy in your life, okay? You need to not wallow in that. You need to not sit in that, and just let it manifest, there is a time for mourning, okay, and I'm, I know that, that I've had that in my life, there's a time for mourning, but you can't stay in that place, it's not good for you, it's not good for people around you, it's not good for anyone, okay, all you're doing is hurting yourself, and robbing yourself of a blessing that God wants to do in your life, okay, my car broke down last week, and it's like $3,200 to fix it. I'm not going to fix it because that's ridiculous. Um, but <laughs> but I could look at it as in like, oh, well, now I got to ride with my coworker who scares me when he drives. And some of you know him, but he <laughs> the way he, <laughs> I won't even go there, but he's an awesome dude. But yeah. And I could look at it as like, okay, well, what am I gonna do? Fix this, get a used car, do what? No, I, I'm in a place in my life where I'm financially stable enough. If I wanna go get a car loan, I'll go get a car loan. Or oh, if I wanna go do this, but you wanna know what I did first is I prayed. And I asked God, is this what you want? Is this what you have for my life? Are you gonna be pleased with this decision that I make? And that's what we need to stop relying on finding our joy in someone else and finding our joy in God. That, that, is, that is the most important thing. I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but yeah. So I go all over the place. I apologize. But the next point is faith looks for opportunities to worship. Okay, Faith looks for opportunities to worship. When you have something going wrong in your life, look for that little blessing. Look for that opportunity to praise God in the midst of your storm. Look for that... It may be a little small crumb, but it's there. You can choose joy in your life or you can choose despair. The, the choice is up to you. you. You're the person that will cause yourself to have joyfulness or not. Because if you want to be in God's presence, if you are in God's presence, you cannot have negativity. It, it's, it's not acceptable there, you know. Um, so yeah, faith looks for opportunities to worship. Okay, and uh, the next point that I have is um, in verse 5. It says, faith made Enoch walk with God. Okay, in Hebrews um, 11, 5, it says, By faith Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended, excuse me, as one who pleased God. Your walk will change if you continue to trust in Christ. In 2 Corinthians um, 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Okay. A question I want to ask you guys, or a couple is, is God pleased with the places that you choose to go? Okay. Is he pleased um, with maybe the books you read or with what you watch? Is he pleased with those things? Is he? Is God pleased with the words you use, the conversations that you have towards people? Um, but something that I really want you to think about is, is God pleased with the plans that you're making for your future? I got silent. Is God pleased with the plans that you are making for? for your future. And when I first thought of that, it didn't make sense to me. Well, yeah, I mean, God, I, I want to be in your will. I want to be what you have for my life. But it wrecked me when, and when I read it again, it, is God pleased with the plans I've made for my future? Am I working towards something that God wants me to do? Okay. I have had opportunities in my life where maybe I've been able to get a a job just because of knowing people or things that have happened in my life, of getting a good job and things like that. I have a great job right now. My bosses are great bosses, both of them, all four of them, all five of them, because God is my main boss, yeah. But... um, uh, I had to think about, okay, this is a great opportunity. Maybe it has great benefits. Maybe it has more steady hours. Maybe it has these things. But am I doing that just because it has those great things, or am I doing that because that's where God's calling me to be? And if God's not calling me to be there, then what is he calling me to do? Um, the first thing to, I mean, you can pray about, needing a new car, you can pray about needing a new job. But if you're not being proactive in those things, <clears throat> it, it's, it's not good. It, you need to be proactive along with prayer. And so I could choose that job or I could choose that situation in those things, but that's not exactly what God has for my life, even though it's a great opportunity. So you're gonna come across a lot of great opportunities for your life. You're gonna come across a lot of great opportunities for your family um, and for people around you. Just because it's a great opportunity doesn't necessarily mean it's the one you should take. And I'm saying that with uh, a grain of salt because I'm not wanting, if God's calling you to do something, do it. But you need to pray about that. You need to seek God's face on that. And you need to believe in faith if you don't take that job or you don't take that whatever it is, that he has something better for your life that he has a better plan for what he has for your life, that you're believing in faith, you're stepping outside of the box of where I could go to this job because it's secure, it's safe, it's what I need to do. I could do that, but I'm gonna step out in faith instead and say, hey God, I'm trusting you wholeheartedly for my life. Maybe you stepped out of a job and stepped out of security, stepped out of finances that were coming in, but you're believing for you and your family that God's gonna take care of those things because you're stepping into a calling that he has for your life. You're stepping into a place of reckless abandonment where you just solely depend on what he has for your life. Instead of depending on that income or those things, you need those things. Don't get me wrong. You need all those things to to live. In in the world, I completely understand that. But it is so much more important for you to live in God's will for your life. And I understood that a a few years ago that it didn't matter how much money I make or how much um, things I have. I know that if I'm in God's will, I have favor on my life. And that is what allows me to do all the things I do. I don't know how sometimes some things get paid off or some different things like that, or someone gives me a car because someone's given me a car before, okay? I don't know how that thing's happened except for that I know that God's faithful in my life and that he's been faithful to do those things. So is God pleased with the plans that you are making for your future? And that's something that you need to search, that you need to think about. Our next point Faith made Noah work for God, and I really like this one, well, just because I, I am that type of person, I like to work, I like to um, serve, I like to do those things, and we have the, the story of, of Noah in Genesis 6, right? I mean, most of you know it, he built this huge ark, okay, he put his family, and he put animals on it, and they didn't die, that's the gist, okay, okay. <laughs> That's the bare minimum. Um, it, says, it says in Genesis 6 and verse 8, it says, but God's grace triumphs. God saves Noah. Um, and Noah, his faith is manifested, or it's manifested itself in real works. In James two twenty six, it says, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Noah built an ark because he believed in God. Why else would you build this ginormous thing unless you believed in what you were building it for, okay? And that is really cool, actually. Um, Yeah. Um, Every swing of his axe said faith. Every um, tree that he used to lay down said faith. Every um, nail or hammer, whatever he used, it said faith said I don't know exactly why I'm doing this but I believe you God I have faith that you're going to make this happen okay and you need to relate that to situations in your life right now okay I don't know why you're doing this right now God but I'm I'm going to keep plowing I'm going to keep going I don't know why you you caused, or you didn't cause it I don't know why my parents got a divorce God but I know you're faithful I'm going to toward, work towards what you have for my life because I know you're faithful. I don't know why I don't have any of my family in church with me right now, God, but I'm going to keep going because you are faithful. You are faithful for the things. I don't know why you caused this problem or that problem in your life, but God, you're faithful. So I'm going to keep plowing forward. You need to have that mindset. And once you grasp that mindset, nothing can stop you. You are unstoppable with, with that mindset of, I don't need to understand what you have for my life. I don't need to completely understand the plan or the future that you have for my life. All I need to understand is that you're faithful to make it happen. That's all. That's all you need to understand. You may have an idea of what you want to do in the future. You may have an idea of of who you want to be or what you want to do. But you don't need to know the whole picture. And honestly, it's probably better we don't know the whole picture. Because then we're going to try to find whichever way to plan for that to happen. Okay. You, you don't need that. You need to believe in faith. And I'm saying this from experience. Okay, I'm only 27. I understand that. But God has been so faithful in my life and different things that I have going on. I probably wouldn't be standing here today preaching in front of you. Honestly. I, I never saw myself as this person, as Rev. And that's what all the kids or all the youth and, and kids call me. They call me Rev Jen. I, I never saw myself as this person, but God did. And he saw faithful people that prayed for me, okay? I, and people that I can look at right now, you know, Mandy, or even Bob and Belle. I, I point at them all the time because, first of all, I love Bob because he's awesome. But you guys don't understand, and Belle. She has to put up with that guy. So... But you don't understand how much they really mean to me. And I don't think I've told them enough of how thankful. When I was a youth, they were always there. They helped uh, our youth group so much. And I remember Bob used to be this auctioneer guy, like at our like bake sales and stuff. So if you need an auctioneer guy, he might do it. He might not. But Belle always created, and she does it here. She does awesome creations here. But personally, spiritually, I knew they prayed for me. I knew without a shadow of a doubt they prayed for our youth group. They prayed for great things to happen with our youth group and our church. And those are the type of people that you need in your life. Those are the type of people that you need that are praying for you, that are seeking God's face for your behalf because they believe in faith that things are going to happen. Okay? One of their nephews, or one of their grandsons, is one of my very dear friends. And we all pray for him and we believe in faith things are going to happen for him. You know, just like I believe that Mandy has prayed so hard for me over my life. And I'm pointing out, people, I'm sorry. I'm just going off on a tangent. But it wasn't by chance that this happened, that I came here. It was Mandy telling me, because God told her, that I was made for this. So really, you should be thanking God, but you should be thanking Mandy too, because I wouldn't be here if she didn't call me and tell me those things, that you were born for greatness, Jen, that you were born to be someone that does more than just fills a church pew. And all of you are called to that. You are so much more than what you think you are right now. You really are. And you need to believe that God is faithful to meet all of those things in your life. There are different situations and things that you guys are going through right now, and I have no idea what they are and that's okay. I don't need to know. But you need to know that God is faithful, and that God can conquer all things, okay? And let me find where I was at <laughs> with tears in my eyes. Good tears. Faith is not something for long ago, okay? Faith or for trusting in Jesus for salvation and not trusting in him for everything else. It means you trust him for everything. Even when it is difficult at times, it means that every day you continue to trust him and that you continue to manifest the fruit of your faith. Okay. Hebrews eleven six it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. The final point is that faith connects you to God. That your hope is in him and it pleases him because it is him you are trusting and nothing else. When you decide to make that decision. And some of you may not be ready to make that decision today. First of all, you need to know God. You need to know that he's your creator, that he's the lover of your soul. So if you're not saved, let's get you saved. No better time than now. I mean, honestly. And I'll let you know, that you can have that faith that I have because I believe God is my savior. I believe that he died for my sins, all these things. And I believe that he's faithful in my life. And that is what gives me peace. If you wanna have this peace that I know that pastor has or that other people in this room have, you need to first ask Jesus to come into your heart. That's the first step. The second step is to say, let go. Is, is, all right, God, I'm taking out all these plans. I'm a planner. I have a calendar in my iPad. I have a calendar in my phone. I have a calendar in my purse. I plan stuff for um, Pastor's son, Josh, because I like doing that, and I'm good at it, okay? But there are times when I need to throw my plan out this, the window and just understand, hey, you do you, God. Do what you want for my life. I'm not going to plan. I'm going to plan for goodness in my life, but I'm not going to put out every detail that we have to move this, this, and this way. That you have that under control. So, when you're trusting him him wholeheartedly and you're trusting in what he has for your life, that's when you can have that release. There's a lot that can be said about this chapter, okay? By faith, Abraham, by faith, Isaac, by faith, Jacob, by faith, Joseph, by faith, Moses. But by faith, we understand the universe was formed, right? Um, People offered sacrifices, humanity was saved. People left their lands and moved. Blessings were giving. People were freed. Death was escaped and walls fell. Okay. In verse 32 of Hebrews 11, it says, And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jasaphat, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. He's, excuse me, he's saying he doesn't have time even to tell you all of these things, of all these blessings. We could go through every person here in this sanctuary, and someone can find a faith story in their lives, each of us. But we'd be here for a really long time, totally long time. Okay? But I'd love to hear your faith stories. You can come tell them to me anytime. Okay? I, that's what I tell my college group. It, text me. I may not answer right away, but I'll answer, either in person or in text, whatever. But faith is what pushes us forward. Okay? And that's what I understood from my life. So going back to my family, okay? Because it doesn't stay in despair. It doesn't stay in anguish. Because it never does, unless you choose for it to stay that way. And that's your choice, not God's choice. And God wrecked me. He wrecked me in a new way of knowing his spirit, of knowing his love. I had to first forgive myself of things that I felt that I was doing wrong. And I had to have an intimate time of worship with my father. And understand that he doesn't want to just be this guy that's there to pat you on the back, help you up. He wants to be someone that wants to romance you. He wants to be someone that wants to love you. He wants to dance with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. And you can't have a relationship with someone if you're just always walking and he's trailing behind you. And you turn around and you say, and Theus used this and used one time. And you turn around and say, hey God, I need this, I need that. Cool, awesome, come on, let's go. And he's just trailing you. He's, he's not beside you. He's not leading you. If, if he's just behind you and every so often you turn around and say, hey, this is what I need, awesome. That's not a relationship. If that's a relationship, bye. Because I don't want to be in that relationship. Okay. But it's a it's a everyday talk. It's an everyday walk. Like just talking with him, speaking to him. You don't have to be a pastor to know how to pray. You know what I tell my college group? I tell them, go to the book of Psalms. Psalms, for any of you that don't know, were written by some great people like David and things like that. But they were written by people who are sitting in church pews like you. They were written by people that stood up in a church service and just spoke out what God was speaking to them at that moment. So, Psalms were written by everyday people like you. You're, you are great enough to write a psalm. And I say, all of you, write a psalm. I had to do that in a class I took when I was in college. And it was so refreshing. But go to the book of Psalms, read them. Read the things that he says and where he's declaring greatness for your life. When you don't know how to pray, just read the Psalms and speak them over you. Speak them over your situation. Speak them over the life and things that you have going on in your life. And that is a great place to start if you don't know exactly how to pray. There's no right or wrong way to pray. Just talk to him. He wants to hear from you. He already knows everything. I mean, he, he does, but he wants to hear you talk to them, him. He wants to hear you have an intimate relationship with what he has for your life. So with that being said, I'd like to take a moment to have a little bit of, of worship time, if we can, band, please. And I'm okay if you need to leave, cool. If you need to stay, great. Whatever you need to do, you can do, but I will be here. I will stay here until everyone feels that they have faith to live out their life. They have faith to do what God has called them to do. Because in my life, when I was in school up in Michigan, we write these things called Dear God letters. And I suggest all of you to write that. It's just something that you want God to do in your life over a year or so, six months, whatever. And you write these things, and we um, buried them or put them away. And in one of my letters, I wrote, I know this may be funny to ask for, God, but I'd really like it if my parents could get remarried. And that same year, at the six months, or year down the road, nine months, at my graduation, my second year, my parents were sitting in the back, and they just got remarried that past weekend. Okay, And they live in Texas now, and they are doing phenomenal. They are great people. I love them. And God's done so many great things in my life. He has allowed me to have a different relationship where I can share God's stories like faith stories and just share them with my parents. And my dad had surgery a few weeks or a few years ago when he was in the hospital. He hates hospitals. If anyone knows Doug, none of you do really. But uh, he just, he's an awesome guy, but he just doesn't like, he likes to be him. He likes to have his way and things. But he was in the hospital and there's this guy that comes around, one of the chaplains, and just asking for prayer and says, Doug, you need anything? I'm heading out for the night, you know. And he said, you know what, let's pray. And for my father to ask for prayer, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. And I remember him telling me on the phone, and it was in a time of where I needed God to speak to me. and, And he spoke to me and said, This may be funny to ask, or or he he says that, he said to the pastor that if prayer can work for my daughter, it can work for me. And you don't understand what your prayers are when you share that with someone, what it's doing for their life. It causes them to think. Just last night, I was able to talk with my brother in such an intimate way, where he was so vulnerable before me. And I'm sorry, I'm so emotional, but I am. Because that is God working in my family. That's God working in my family's life because he doesn't feel comfortable with sharing all of those things with other people. And he was able to be vulnerable in front of me. And that meant the world to me. That he trusts me enough and trusts me that I'm not gonna judge him. And that's the worst thing you can do to judge somebody on their sin or whatever. Y'all have sin. We all have sin. I have sin. We all have sin. It doesn't matter if your sin is this or that. We all have sin. Point blank. So for you to judge someone else on their sin is totally wrong. And I don't want to be a part of that. I'm sorry. But you need to have faith for your life that God's gonna meet anything and everything. So if you want prayer today, I wanna pray with you. If you wanna seek God's face, I wanna seek God's face with you. I'm okay with waiting and locking up this place later tonight, whatever I need to do, if you need to stay here and be fed by God. Because it is so important, I can't emphasize it enough. It is so important that you understand that God is faithful in your life. And that he wants to do all greatness in your life.